Welcome to Station 151, a Pale Matter podcast production and proud member of the Realm Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. As an independent podcast, listener support means everything to us. If you like what you're hearing, please follow, like, rate, and share us, and then come hang out with us over on Discord. If you love what you're hearing, check out our Patreon, where our dedicated fans help us produce new episodes, develop new seasons, and receive exclusive rewards in return. To find our Patreon or join our Discord community, simply check the episode description for links or visit our website at www.station151.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Warning. Station 151 is a science fiction and horror audio drama intended for mature audiences only. Please see episode descriptions for content warnings. Listener discretion is advised. Former station, this is 19082 Juliet. This is 19082 Juliet, calling Palmer, unreadable. Roger, 82 Juliet. This is Palmer Station. Morning, Richard. Good morning, Adrian. 8-2 Juliet, departing charter ship Signy Therese in Marguerite Bay. I am VFR inbound to the old Ablation Point research station on Alexander with one passenger, a Mr. Wayne Robertson, arriving as filed. After I drop him, I'll be returning to Palmer, hopefully ahead of the weather. Acknowledged, 8-2 Juliet. We have your inbound flight plan and passenger manifest. Wayne Robertson confirmed. Be advised, the weather forecasting IFR with severe wind advisory in effect. Winds forecast 55 gusting to 75 east-southeast variable. Temperature advisory in effect. Forecast temperatures negative 50 Celsius. Visibility forecast less than a mile with blowing snow. So plan to get to Palmer as fast as you can. Talk to you soon. Be safe. Roger that, Adrian. Here's our guy. Over and out. Over and out. You Wayne Robertson? Yeah, that's right. How are you? Name's Richard. I'll be flying you in. Hop on in. You can take shotgun. Toss your duffel and back and put on your headphones. How long is the flight? That's uh, about 15 minutes. Oh, thank God. First time in Antarctica? First time in the Southern Hemisphere. How was the crossing? Did you get your sea legs? Not at all. It's been... 48 hours since we left Argentina, and I've been puking my guts out ever since. Yeah, the Southern Ocean is a real son of a bitch. 
Hey, if you want a Earl, there's some puke bags in the pocket by your leg. Thanks. I, I don't think there's a drop left in me, but I'll keep one on standby. I appreciate that. Good, because we might be in for a rough ride to the next stop. Updated forecast just came in. There's a wicked storm heading our way. Temperatures are going to drop to negative 50, and the wind's going to be gusting from 55 to 75 kph. Damn! Is that normal? Which part? With the whole 75 kilometer an hour winds thing. Oh, that's nothing. 100 is about average. 160 on a bad day. The highest recorded winds in Antarctica were a little over 300. Holy shit! Oh yeah, every day's a party. So where are you from? I grew up in uh, New Mexico, but I've been living in Connecticut for the last 10 years or so. Greenwich? Uh, no, actually New Haven. I work at the astronomy department at Yale. Ah, that explains a few things. Uh, how do you mean by that? Well, the station we're headed to, Ablation Point, was an old UK research station. And a few years back, a new crew came in, raised all the old buildings, built out a new station, and started putting up all these satellite dishes. Not the little ones, mind you, the big motherfuckers. There's like a hundred of them out there right now. Actually, I, I think it's about 50. Okay, 50. But the weird thing is, nobody knows anything about this place. Antarctica is huge, sure, but there's only a couple of thousand of us down here. Word gets around when a new station is going in. This place, though, nothing. They don't fly a flag, there's no radio chatter, nothing about it on the web. We figured it's some top secret way up the grid black site or something. Yeah, or something. Yeah. So you're the first person I've met that has anything to do with it. But if you're just an astrologer... Astronomer. It's, it's astronomer. Yeah, actually. right. Astronomer. So then maybe we've been overthinking it. Or is that just your cover? You're going to have to kill me for asking too many questions. <laughs> well, first of all, I promise I won't kill you. Yet, right? <laughs> yeah, that right. And the station isn't called Ablation Point anymore, though that is a much cooler name. The, the new official name is Station 151. Station 151. You're right. That is less cool. And I wasn't on the naming committee, unfortunately. I wasn't I wasn't even a part of this whole thing until about uh, like two weeks ago. And I, uh, uh, hmm. And what's wrong? Oh, it's, it's nothing really. I, I signed an NDA about the size of my dissertation, and I'm trying to recall now what I can say and what I can't say. Oh, hey, don't worry about it. I don't want to get you into any trouble. Honestly, I really don't know that much about the project myself. It's, it's not some secret spy installation, though. I, I can tell you that for sure. Which is exactly what you'd say if it was. Ha! Yeah, probably. Uh, so, have you ever heard of the Telders Corporation? Telders? Like Michael Telders, the, the weirdo billionaire. That's the guy. This is his thing? Oh, uh, and I'm not saying that. I'm just curious if you've heard of him. I gotcha. That uh, that NDA's kicking in. Yeah, and I, and I have no idea what you're talking about, right? Uh, didn't Michael Telders live in a submarine off the coast of Florida for like three years? Well, it, he didn't. He picked 30 men and women to start an underwater commune on the seafloor. It didn't go too well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they all started murdering each other. Yeah, that was, that was unfortunate. So, speaking of that... It kind of begs the question. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm not joining some doomed commune down here. 
I'm going to be running the place solo for about a year, and then I rotate back to Yale afterward. Oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. You're going to winter over down here by yourself? That is the plan. You know that's crazy, right? Oh, it can't be that bad. I'm, I'm not exactly an extrovert anyway, so I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to some alone time. <sighs> alone time? Wait, alone time is a couple hours to yourself with a mystery novel and a cup of hot tea on a Sunday night. One year at the bottom of the world with no one else? That's a recipe for madness. You think so? Oh, hell yeah. Even the greats went crazy down here. Ernest Shackleton, the legendary explorer, he claimed a shadow figure followed him and his crew around after they lost their ship. And he said little voices tried to tempt him out into the frozen wilderness at night. What? Yeah, and members of Robert Scott's expedition heard the same voices calling to them from outside their huts, and they reported knocking on windows, but no one was ever there. And those guys weren't even alone. Wayne, I think what you're doing is fucking nuts. Yeah, I can, I can see how you think that, and it's pretty screwed up. But I'm not going to have a lot of spare time to chase ghosts. <laughs> I'm going to be pretty busy, and when the day's over, I can read or watch movies or chat with my fiancé, so I'm, I'm good. Ah, fiancé, huh? What's her name? Her name's Yumi. We met at Yale a few years back. Got engaged, actually, just last week. Oh, well, congrats. So you got engaged, and then you bailed for a year, huh? Can't imagine she's super thrilled about that. She wasn't at first, but I'll be getting a huge payout at the end of my contract, and that's really going to set us up. Huge payout, huh? So how much is the weirdo billionaire willing to pay you for a year on the ice? The alleged uh, weirdo billionaire. All right, all right. How much? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, <clears throat> million. Dollars? Yeah, yeah. Christ, Wayne, what are you doing down here? Well, like I said, I don't, I don't have all the information, but the company that may or may not be the Telders Corporation has been working on a next evolution super wideband radio interferometer. And I mean, this thing is supposed to be light years ahead of anything we have right now. The VLA or the Meerkat or the square kilometer array. It's all going to be obsolete as soon as this thing goes public. And I'm telling you... Let me stop you there. Yeah? I have no idea what the fuck you just said. Sorry, um, okay, so the satellite dishes you saw, those 50 dishes, those are called a radio telescope array or a radio interferometer. Now, they all combine to form one giant radio telescope that can pick up extremely faint radio signals from space, like, like billions of times fainter than what the VLA could pick up. So, like, aliens, right? We're, we're talking about aliens. Yeah, pretty much. Really? From what I've been told, Station 151 will not only be able to see into the depths of the universe like any other radio telescope, but it'll also be able to pinpoint and reconstruct artificial signals from inside our galaxy, maybe even beyond. If there's intelligent life out there, and they've been transmitting, we'll fucking find them. Christ. So we're all going to be watching reality shows from Alpha Centauri in a few years? <laughs> well... That technology is probably a ways out, but this will give us definitive evidence of alien life. Intelligent alien life, if it exists. Or definitive evidence that we're all alone in the universe. Yeah, I hope that's not the case, but yeah. Well, Wayne, I think you just blew your NDA. Oh, shit. Yeah, now I am going to have to kill you. Oh, this is embarrassing. Ha, <laughs> don't worry. Your secret's safe with me.
I wouldn't want to jeopardize your nest egg. I never heard any. Thanks. Yumi would kill me if I screwed this up. Especially on, what, day one? <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Oh, hey, we're almost there. Check it out. Those shiny blue things on top of the ridge? That's your station. You should be able to see the dishes down in the valley here in a sec. They're coming up now. You see them? I do! Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So this is a pretty big deal for you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, like I said before, I grew up in New Mexico, not too far from a radio astronomy observatory called the Very Large Array. That's kind of what got me into all of this. I remember seeing those dishes for the first time as a kid. 28 gleaming white radio telescopes spread out across the plains and pitched up toward the sky like they were, you know, patiently waiting for instructions from some great cosmic intelligence. It was the coolest thing I had ever seen. That was the beginning for me. On clear nights, I'd spend countless hours on a blanket in the backyard staring up at the sky and imagining distant galaxies, strange planets, quasars, pulsars, supernovas, black holes, everything. And now this. This is the opportunity of a lifetime, and I, I cannot believe this place is mine for an entire year. Well, it sounds like a great gig, Wayne. Hey, uh, is there a reason the dishes are set up in a spiral like that? Oh yeah, that configuration helps reduce the number of overlapping samples. You see, with uh, aperture synthesis interferometry... Hey, hey, <laughs> I am already lost. Well, alright, uh, suffice it to say, it just means better reception. Well, that I understand. Alright, well, I am going to set you down right over here. Storm is coming in heavy, so I need to get to Palmer as fast as possible. But promise me, if you feel like you're going nuts down here, or if you just need someone to talk to, here's my card. That's got my email and my ham radio call sign. Right on. I'd imagine you've got a radio there somewhere. I'll do that. Thanks, man. And if not, I guess I'll see you next year on my way out. Probably. I'm the only one driving the bus in these parts. All right. Don't forget your bag. And stay low until you clear the rotors. Don't want you chopped up into fish food. Oh, that's solid advice. I'll take it. Oh, hey, hey. Yeah? I almost forgot to give you this. But a, a box? You giving me a going away present? Uh, no. Some suit from your company gave it to me this morning. He told me to make sure you got it, and I'm quoting here, to make sure you put it in before you get out of the chopper. Are you serious? Yeah, serious. Are you... are you hazing me or something? Is this what you do to all the noobs? Hey, not at all, man. The guy met me at Palmer Station right before I took off. Never even seen him before. He told me to give it to you, and he also wants a recording of you opening the box and, uh, putting it in. Whatever that means. Well, we'll see about that. Hey, you got a knife? This thing's taped up pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks. There you go. So I guess I'll uh, I'll start recording. Whatever. Oh, this is so weird. Well, it's an earwig. Earwig. What the hell is that? I have no idea, but that's what it says on the card. Earwig, by the Telders Corporation. Ah, that looks like an earbud that's been shit out of a cat. Are those hairs? 
don't know what those things are. Oh, oh, what the fuck? What? What? It just started vibrating. I'm supposed to put this fucking thing in my ear? I guess. Well, to hell with that. But you gotta do it. I don't gotta do shit. But the guy said... I don't care what the guy said. No one told me anything about this. No. I mean, the guy said that I can't give you the station's access card if you don't. Says I have to take you right back to the ship if you don't comply. Are you fucking serious with me? Yeah, I'm serious. Look, buddy, you're right. That thing is real weird. I wouldn't put it in my ear. It looks like it was grown in a lab or something. Toss that thing out the window if you want. We'll get the hell out of here. Wayne. Wayne? Hang on. Jesus Christ, it's like... It's undulating. Oh, that's not right. Wayne, get rid of that fucking thing and let's just go. No. No. No? Nah, fuck it. You know what? It's going in. Seriously. I can't just turn around. I mean, this is pretty fucked up, but... What's the worst that can happen? It's an earbud. It's a really weird earbud. But if I hate it or whatever, then I'll just take it out after I go inside. I guess that makes sense. All right, uh, have at it. All right, wh uh, what should I do with my headset? Hang on, I got it. Oh man, that feels, that feels really weird. Oh, oh shit. What? What? Oh shit, no, 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 it fucking stings. It's, oh, no, 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 it's in there and the fucking hair, it fucking stings. It hurts? Yeah! It hurts? Oh, 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 fuck, 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 oh shit, 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 shit. Wait. 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 Wayne. Can you hear me, Wayne? You've been listening to Station 151, a Pale Matter podcast production and proud member of the Realm Podcast Network. For more detailed information about the podcast, credits for this particular episode, or the team behind the show, please visit our website at www.station151.com or see the episode description for links to find us, follow us, or connect with us. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. 
the team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler, with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.